0: Pit is presented by Krylon, Werner Ladders, Concrobium, and Leviton. Now, here are Tom and Leslie
1: coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Broadcasting from the floor of the 2014 National Hardware Show in Las Vegas, Nevada. And we are so excited to be here today.
2: That's right. We love this show. Now, the average consumer, yeah, it's great. Now, the average consumer doesn't get to see all the fantastic new products, information, even trends that come out here every year. But we can be your eyes and your ears. And your you may have recognized that voice sneaking in over there.
1: It's yes, Hammy the Pig, <laughs> <laughs> and that is our very first guest. You probably know him best as Cliff Clavin, who was a fixture on the long-running comedy show Cheers. Or if you've got little ones like Leslie, as a number of voices in Disney Pixar films. Welcome to the program, John Ratzenberger. Thank
3: you, thank, thank you. you, and I, I just I just recorded something on uh, Leslie's phone there for her kids uh, Hank and Charlie.
1: <laughs> you absolutely.
2: Just, it's amazing. I
3: left of a message back the truck. Cars funny. is
2: huge in my house. Is that I mean, right? There are all sorts of Mac toys, Lightning McQueen toys, Mater everywhere. My boys love it.
3: Well, they should.
2: Right. They missed you in the second one, though. What do you mean? Well, you know, you weren't oh, well, around it as much yeah, in cars went over, too. That's because they
3: went overseas. Yes, but, but I, I, I was in it in the beginning
1: and the end.
2: I know, but we love you in the first one.
1: All right. And speaking of overseas, you're here representing Made in the USA, and we're talking about the state of manufacturing in this country.
3: Yeah, most people don't realize it because you know, every day we get up, we do what we do, we you know, go to school, go to work, watch sports on the weekend. You know, go over to our in-laws. And nobody takes the time to think that manufacturing is to America with spinach is to Popeye. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It really is our strength. I mean, what builds our ships, our planes, railroads, the water system, the sewer systems. Um, So I, I take it very seriously. And the fact that within 10 years, we could become a third world country.
2: You know, growing up, we were given so many opportunities to learn trades in, you know, our basic education process from woodworking to sewing to different items that, you know, whether or not it became your career, it definitely helped know the history and the fiber of the United States and what we really came up as in producing things. And I think all of that has just fallen off completely and kids just don't know how to do things with their hands. Yeah,
3: it's our fault. Oh, completely. Well, yeah, we took that, uh, the, the Woodstock, uh, the, the hippie philosophy of, hey, let's all go to college and be poets and, you know, dancers and, you know, medieval history buffs, which I am, by the way. But I'm also a carpenter. I mm-hmm. learned the carpentry trade. And that's what kept me alive. And that's what put food on the table for years. And yeah, I became an actor, but I still do carpentry. And the beauty of that is... And I brought my kids up with the same philosophy and they're both you know they both have uh, skills besides college degrees but if you have a skill a trade skill no one can ever take that from you ever your company can go out of business but you walk down the street the next day and get another job if you have a skill
1: And that's a great point. And you know, John, before I was a radio host and before I was a home inspector before that, I actually was trained as an industrial arts teacher. And I taught shop in high school for a number of years. And I'm troubled today by the fact that those programs have largely been eliminated. They're gone. So we're graduating kids today that literally are living in homes that have built in much of the same way for 200 years. Right. But they literally don't know which end of the hammer to hold.
3: Right. When I was 14, I decided to, to myself that I wanted to learn how to build a house and everything in it, and I did. Hmm. And so by the time I was in my mid-20s, I could build you a house and everything in it. Uh, But but I was also surrounded with people who made that more possible. There, There was no naysayers. There were people that encouraged me because I grew up in a factory town, and everybody worked with their hands. But the elimination of shop courses, wherever they eliminated a shop class... The dropout rate went up 30% almost instantly. Shocking. So, yeah, well, but it's not really when you think not everybody wants or needs to go to college. Right. And even like I'm, this weekend, I'm going to be speaking at a college in Pennsylvania, the commencement address. But I usually say, never assume you're smarter than the person who laid the bricks of this building. Because that is the, the essential worker. Actors and sports celebrities are not essential. Mm-hmm. Right. We could disappear tomorrow nobody cares, really. But if all the carpenters, truck drivers, and welders walked off their jobs, so we're taking a couple of days off, civilization would grind to a halt.
2: Now, do you think it's the role of a parent to sort of instill the desire to learn the trades in their children? Do you think it falls on the educators? How can we sort of reinstill this in our kids?
3: Well, the parents have to get out of the way, first of all. Parents have got to stop being embarrassed if their son or daughter decides they want to be a welder, a bricklayer, an electrician. You should encourage that. And also, there's been, for some reason, since the 60s, and I I don't get this, but parents not wanting the kids to go outside and play and get dirty. Yeah, I. But that's it's a healthy thing. Well, yeah. There
1: there was a recently. I was listening to a survey about all of the parents that are just using electronics as babysitters today. Kids are losing the ability to work with their hands if it's not flicking a screen. They don't know what to do, and they're losing the ability to socialize as a result of that. So you really got to get outside of the electronics and get back to some of those basic skills.
3: All right, it's just kind of like a lot of new age philosophy is just making a, us a stupid nation uh, and taking us away from doing things tactically. Mm. And we don't forget we're we're a nation of pioneers. We just figure out and do it in every industry. And this is there's no exception to this rule. Every single industry started with one person inventing one thing. Somebody tinkering in a garage or, you know, in their basement. And that's. you have to encourage children to do that. They don't really care about expensive presents at two, three years old. Just give them the box.
2: Mm-hmm. True. Give them it's the box true.
3: and some
1: crayons and cut a couple of holes in it.
2: They're Rocket good. Yeah,
1: they're good for three, four months. We're talking to John Ratzenberger about the Made in the USA movement. Uh, As Americans, we make decisions with our wallets. How can we support finding products that are made in the USA?
3: Every time you go into a store to buy something, hardware store, big box store, go up to the manager. Make sure it's the manager or somebody in charge and and ask, where's the Made in America section? You know, I want to just buy American-made products. So where's that section? And the more people that do that, then they're going to say, uh-oh. We better start packing in some uh, American-made products here. Retail is consumer-driven.
1: Now, uh, John, we've enjoyed your work for over a decade uh, on Cheers. And, of course, as we where said everybody before, knows my name. Everybody kn- where everybody knows your name. <laughs> yes. yes, and, and throw <laughs> your <laughs> <laughs> Pixar films. <laughs> what are you doing now? What's, what's new for you? you? Got a new show working on or anything like that?
3: Uh, yeah, we're just uh, going to be coming out with another uh, Pixar movie. That's uh, going to be recorded that next month. And that's got
2: to be a lot of fun.
3: Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's. there's no heavy lifting involved.
2: No, but you do <laughs> yeah, heavy lifting work. with your voice. <laughs> I mean, you really get to transform yourself into these characters, and even though your voice is so recognizable, it's got to be so fun to take on the role of Hammy the Pig or Mac the Truck.
3: Well, it's actually working with Pixar, because they do things the old-fashioned way. Mm-hmm. They have a very high standard, like we all did in America at one time, educational system, whatever, but... Pixar has a very high standard. Their job at Pixar is to reach that standard, not to lower the standard. Everyone has to reach the standard, and that's why there's such a joy to work with.
1: Well, you certainly set a very high standard in the work that you've done. John, thank you so much for stopping by the Money Pit and motivating us to always buy made-in-the-USA products.
3: And keep it going, because that's who we are. Without it, we're a third-world country.
2: If your project involves painting, a good quality painter's tape is key to making sure that your project rocks. Well, one we've been using lately is 3M Scotch Blue, and they now have a tape made specifically for exterior surfaces, which have always been tricky. So here to tell us more about it is Jeff Malmer, a scientist with 3M. Welcome, Jeff.
1: Hi. So talk to us about the exterior Scotch Blue product. How is it different than the Scotch Blue that we're accustomed to using inside our homes? Yeah, inside
4: your home, you're typically dealing with a paper tape, a certain level of adhesion, so you're not going to damage those, those delicate surfaces like mm-hmm. walls and cabinets and things like that. Our exterior masking tape is actually a polyethylene, the plastic back tape. that has a technology in, in it that makes it very conformable, as well as you can snap tear it very quickly for those straight edges when you're working with corners.
1: And that's actually really great because <laughs> invariably when I'm masking something off inside I always get like a forty five degree the, angle. Or that
2: long strip. Yeah,
1: exactly. The fact <laughs> you can get a ninety degree corner like this yep. is really handy. Yep.
4: Yeah, it's it's very handy. It's just it's easy handling tape. And again for the for your outdoor applications you mentioned they're very difficult. They're mm-hmm. they're unique.
2: Well they're textural, they're grimy. Yep. You know you have a lot of exterior wear and tear that You know, come on, every homeowner's not going to be pressure washing every surface of the outside before they go to paint, which they should, but they're, face it, they're not going to. Right. So you have to make sure that whatever you're putting on to help mask the area is going to stick.
4: It's going to stick. You want it to stick, and then you want it to come down without leaving residue and and damage upon removal, too. Mm
1: -hmm. Now, you don't want it to come down too quickly because you're working outside. You could have weather delays. So how long can you leave the product on without impacting its ability to come off cleanly?
4: This this is actually a seven-day tape, so it gives you a lot of gives you a good time to to complete
2: your project. I think that's interesting because you want to make sure that you're getting good adhesion. You want to make sure that it's going to last. And I think what's interesting with your quick tear that gives you the straight edge is that you're a lot of times up on a ladder. You could be standing inappropriately, reaching, leaning, and, you know, trying to rip it with your mouth. And mm-hmm. it's so helpful that you can sort of tape and pull. Right. And at the same time, you're getting a good, clean mark.
5: Yep,
4: yep. Being up on a 15-foot ladder is not, is not a no good fun. thing. No we fun We have at
2: all. a 10-foot ladder here in the booth, and I climbed up on it yesterday. Yeah, feeling and was high. <laughs> yep. That was high.
1: Yep. That's great. And where can we find uh, Scotch Blues? Oh, it's, it's available in your hardware stores, your big box stores, just
4: to, and your painter stores, too. Yep, right, it's available everywhere. i,
1: I, I got to tell you, I've been working with it, and I really like it. Well done. Jeff Malmer yeah. from Scotch Blue. Thanks so much for stopping yep. by the Money Pit. Great. Thank you.
2: Thanks, Jeff. All right. Well, coming up, a healthy home is often a safe home. We'll be giving you solutions to a couple of common home health hazards, mold, and indoor allergens.
1: The Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, coming to you from the Top Products Pavilion at the National Hardware Show, continues after this.
3: Live in the Money Pit.
5: The money that is brought to you by Lutron's new Maestro Occupancy Sensing Switch. Never ask, who left the lights on again? Starting at around $20, this motion-sensing light switch turns the lights on automatically when you walk into a room and off when you leave and works with all types of light bulbs. Learn more at LutronSensors.com
1: making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
5: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
1: Broadcasting from the Top Products Pavilion at the 2014 National Hardware Show on a beautiful spring day. But for many Americans, that warm weather and blooming flowers isn't necessarily what comes to mind in spring.
2: Yeah, that's right. In fact, for nearly 45 million Americans, me included, spring also means seasonal allergies. And May is National Asthma and Allergy Awareness Month. So if you suffer from allergies or asthma you do know how important it is to eliminate substances in your home that can cause an allergic response or asthma flare-up
1: with us to talk about a great solution is larry cavalier with 3m Filtry. welcome larry Thanks for having me. Now you guys have come out with at the National Hardware Show. You're releasing a new product. It's called the Filtrate Micro Allergen Reduction Filter. That is a good achievement because there's always been sort of a, a trade-off between trapping the dust and the dirt and the pollens, and then coming up with a filter that actually doesn't block the airflow. Right.
6: Right. Right. It's actually the sub-microns that create problems for people who have uh, asthma or allergies. The stuff you can't see gets breathed very easily right. into your lungs, mm-hmm. triggers. Your asthma attack or possibly even a respiratory problem for a lot of people out there today. So,
1: And folks don't recognize that there's just a, a huge qualitative difference in the filters that are on the market, and that's why you want to look for a good brand like 3M Filtrate because too many folks just use throwaway fiberglass filters. I call them rock stoppers. <laughs> yeah, that's about what yeah, rocks sticks and birds <laughs> probably,
6: yeah. <laughs> We've been making um, furnace filters for, what, 24 years now. And we kind of started this whole thing of high efficient products, and actually, we probably make the best one inch filter out there for people of asthma and allergies right now, so we're always improving our product, make sure they're better and better every year too so if people want to reduce particle counts in their homes, um, <laughs> you can't beat them. You can't beat them. Here's um, the way
1: to look at it. You either use a filter or you are a filter. <laughs> ex-
6: exactly right. Um, um, you want to filter it before it gets to your filter. Right, typically. exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, so.
2: if you're using a more higher efficiency filter, do you have to change them more often, less often?
6: Three months is a recommended interval for most people, but you know, if, if you have... Cats and dogs, um, if you have smokers, which I hope you don't have, (laughs) or if you run your furnace fan all the time, Mm -hmm. you should be changing it more frequently. So there's a lot of factors. um, If you have a fireplace, um, if you have other things that create lots of dust in your home. Um, Candles, for example. You'd be amazed at the amount of soot that candles make. I get filters that are as black as your shirt. Yeah, really? just from candle. Just dose, from yeah. candle.
1: I've seen so it; yeah. but it sticks to the uh, walls and ceilings. Right, right, and uh, right. people think it's mold growing, and really, yeah. all it is is carbon deposits right. from those candles. Exactly which, right. Again, That's amazing. Which again, we're we're breathing. Yeah. Well, it's a great product. The uh, Filtrate Microallergen Reduction Filter. Pick one up today. For more information, you can go to find my Filtrate Filter. Com. Larry Cavalier from Filtrate. thank you so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Well, thanks for having me again. Appreciate it. Anytime.
2: Now, another huge contributor to unhealthy air in your home is mold. So our next guest has a bleach-free product that can not only get rid of mold, but it also keeps it from coming back.
1: Joining us now is Brad Elder from Concrobium. Welcome, Brad. Thank you. Nice to be here. Now, mold is definitely something that homeowners dread. It damages surfaces. Uh, It can have a a definite bad impact on indoor air quality and family health. But the solutions don't have to be nearly as stressful. Tell us about Concrobium. That's
0: right. A lot of people are used to just attacking indoor mold with bleach, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So the irony there is you've got indoor mold, which is a health hazard and then you're spraying toxic bleach indoors to make the problem worse. So Concrobium Mold Control is a unique mold fighter that kills and prevents mold without bleach or any harmful chemicals at all. Uh, It works very differently. It doesn't kill mold by poisoning it. It works as it dries. Dries on top of the moldy surface, crushes the mold underneath, so we call it a physical kill.
1: Oh, that's interesting. So, this is not something where you're scrubbing the mold away like you might with any type of sort of detergent solution.
0: It, it's not really, and and you know, mold is it's not a cleaning issue. It's it's more of a, a, it's a health moisture hazard. Issue. It's a moisture issue first, then it can be a home health issue, and it needs to be treated as such. So, yeah, this product it, it kills the mold, and then what you've got left over is a cosmetic issue that can be cleaned up using the product as well.
2: And so once you spray with Concrobium, do you let it sit? Do you wipe it immediately? What's the process?
0: So the process is if you've got a moldy surface, well, first of all, you need to be thinking about that moisture issue that caused the mold problem in the first place. So mold remediation is really a a process. It's not just a product. But Concrobium mold control, the way you use it is you spray it on the moldy surface and let it dry. That's the key. That's when it's doing all of its work. Mm -hmm. Once it's dry, then any residual mold staining can be cleaned up using the product, and then it stays on the surface after to prevent mold growth as well.
1: And that's really the key, because whatever the conditions were that were present that caused the mold are most likely still there.
0: That's right. And I mean, So
1: it's a management issue.
0: That's right, yeah, and, and it's an ongoing one. So we try and teach... Um, our customers and homeowners that they they need to be thinking about that longer term it's not a, a quick cleanup and then we're done we don't need to worry about leaky pipes and moisture issues you mm-hmm. got to be vigilant about about mold indoors
2: well and I think a lot of it you know you may have a, a leaky pipe situation that's causing your mold but more likely it's daily usage of your kitchen appliances boiling water cooking prepping if you're life. not moving out all <laughs> life, of that life moisture, causes mold're you right. going to get mold same in the bathroom you know here here in the States, we have the thing where if you've got a window, you don't need a ventilation system, which is ridiculous because the air doesn't move to the window. So it's interesting. You know, you're know, you right. You got to fix the source and then you got to treat it.
0: Yeah, absolutely do. That's Brad great.
1: Elder, the vice president of marketing for Concrobium. Thank you so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Thank you. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show coming to you from Las Vegas at the 2014 National Hardware Show. We'll be back with more after this.
5: The Money Pit is brought to you by the Chamberlain MyQ Garage. If you forget to close your garage door, it alerts your smartphone so you can control it from anywhere. Works with most garage door openers. Discover smarter possibilities at Chamberlain.com.
1: Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at MoneyPit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler.
2: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
1: Broadcasting today from the 2014 National Hardware Show in Las Vegas, Nevada. And we are very excited to be here because all reports are indicating home improvement is going to be really strong this year. And I got to tell you, if you're a do-it-yourselfer, you will no doubt appreciate the new line of podium ladders by Werner Ladder. Now, these ladders are innovative, very safe, and very practically designed for homeowner use.
2: That's right. And here to tell us more about them is Chris Filardi from the Warner Ladder Company. Welcome, Chris. Welcome.
1: How are you doing? We're,
2: we're doing? we're doing well. You you pretty much
1: have invented an entirely new category of ladders called podium ladders. For those that are listening at home, describe a podium ladder.
7: Well, a, a podium ladder is a kind of a derivative of a step ladder in some respects. The top step and the second step are not there. And there's a large guardrail that's pulled up and a giant platform to stand on. So basically, it gives you literally 360 degrees access to your project on the ladder without having to go up and down.
2: Mm -hmm. And I think that's always been a problem. You know, I'm constantly trying to figure out which is the best way to position a ladder so that I can get the best sort of you know, traction to whatever it is that I'm working on up on the ladder surface. And usually I'm putting up some curtain rods. Right. And sometimes, you know, I'm trying to drive an anchor into a wall. And is it plaster? Is it concrete? And I've really got to lean into something. And next thing you know, I'm teeter-tottering the ladder behind me. And, uh, you know, you've come to sort of just think, well, that's just the nature of the beast.
7: And and whether you're a consumer or a professional, to us, it's about being able to safely get up that ladder, do your projects and get down as safe as possible. What this allows you to do is actually have points of contact that you can touch with your hip on the guardrail. So it actually frees up your hands so that you can do those kind of projects without having to really worry as much
1: about balance and form. And you also feel more secure because you're surrounded by that guardrail. You, it's in contact with your body, so you know that you're not going to press past that. And also having that wide platform, you're not just stepping on this ladder with your toes. You have your entire foot <laughs> engaged. So you really don't have to be an acrobat anymore on the ladder. So I think it also allows you to get more done because you're not repositioning the ladder from project to project to project. So not only do you have the better reach, you really don't have to get up and down as much and move it every, you know, every 12 inches when you want to get to that extra long, say, corner away or something like that. Well, yeah, and you
7: can't u- uh, underestimate the comfort factor. So. It- you know, sometimes we, we work really hard on the weekends to make our house better. It's hard enough just doing that. But to be able to stand there for a long period of time and feel comfortable so you can, you know, hit that little paint line or put the tape up or do whatever you got to do, it really helps a lot.
2: Well, and the other thing that I think is interesting, I actually climbed to the top of your 10-foot podium ladder that we have here in the booth. And, you know, it seemed way higher than 10 feet. But when I was up there, it truly felt comfortable. And your representative Bo, he's hysterical, but he was like, lean on it. I was like, oh. you know, But he convinced me to sort of Lean up against the edge, and you know I was wearing heels, and I went up there, and I felt comfortable, and I felt secure. You know, I didn't want to stay up there very long, but I felt very comfortable up there.
7: Well, that's actually what we're most excited about. You know, platform ladders have existed in our country for a very long time, but with platform ladders, the platform is actually smaller, and the guardrail only goes up to about your shins.
2: Right. Which so, what is that going to?
7: Yeah. So this actually kind of encloses your body and, and gives that comfort factor. It's definitely a much more safer feeling.
1: Now the way these ladders are measured, I think is. Also instructive. So the the smallest ladder is the four foot ladder.
7: Uh, that's well, we have we have basically three
1: through ten feet. So three through ten feet. Okay. Right. So um, I see the four foot ladder, and the four foot ladder though is not really comparable to a four foot step ladder, is it? Right. Because it gives you the reach of a six-foot ladder. And in fact, if you're on the four-foot ladder, you really could reach up to, what, about 10 feet if you're six yeah. feet tall?
7: Well, and that's the fun of communicating a new style, right? Right. So it's, it's traditionally... The, the in measurements our, changed. Yeah. Traditionally, in our business, it's the platform height that is the measurement. Mm-hmm. But right. really, what it's about is the effective reach. And so, for a four-foot podium, it's actually it has the equivalent reach to a six-foot step ladder. Okay. And when you look at our communications and what we put out on the website and everything, that's really what we refer to as equivalent six-foot reach.
2: Well, and the other thing that was interesting is when you're actually still standing on top of the podium ladder. You've offered the user areas to store things. Because I cannot tell you how many times, and you know, this points me out to the idiot that I am, but I'll be on a traditional ladder. I'll take my drill driver and put it in one of the holes on top and some screws and whatever. And then I step down and go to move it, forgetting that I've got everything up there. And I have been pelted in the head with a tool once or twice. <laughs> so yes, shame on me. But you really have made it so that there's areas to store your tools. And Bo was even telling me about a cord that I can put on my drill and snap into. That's correct. Yes. So I I can't even believe all of these wonderful features that not only make it safer, but idiot-proof, you know, for me.
7: Well, it's <laughs> safer for the people on the ground. Exactly. Right. It really is, because it, if you move the ladder, it's not right. going to fall out with that lock-in accessory. Right. The, the, the exciting thing for us is our engineers and our product management team often go out where the, the job is really tough, like on a professional site, and they get these nuances and understanding of what tools, how they do and then they bring that back so the consumer can obviously they benefit They see the from issues. This. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Now, the other thing about this ladder that is interesting is you have an interestingly designed foot on this. It sort of flares out in a pyramid shape on all four sides. And I guess that gives us much more stability because I tried to shift it from side to side like you do with any ladder and you really can't. It it really is um,
7: a grip that gives you much more stability, but even more than that, if you look at fiberglass ladders in general, especially on the professional side where they get really heavy abuse, that would be the area that would be most likely to get a crack over Mm -hmm. time. And what we've done is we've developed the edge bracing that it actually diffuses that energy and makes the product last longer. So not only are you getting that stability, but you're getting the protection as well.
2: Mm -hmm. And you know what? They're lightweight. I could pick up the 10-foot one. I could pick up the 4-foot one. You know, I really had no problem with it, and they're beautifully designed.
1: The product is called the Werner Podium Ladder. Our guest is Chris Filardi, the Vice President of Marketing. Chris, thank you so much for stopping by the Money Pit and filling us in on this brand-new category of ladders. Where can our listeners go for more information? Um, They can go to
7: WernerLadder.com and uh, get all the information they need. And where's the product sold? Uh, the product is sold in home centers and hardware stores all around the country. Terrific. Chris Filardi, thank you so much for
1: stopping by the Money Pit. Good to see you guys. Thanks.
2: All right, still to come, one of the worst kinds of leaks is the one that you don't know about. They're usually small and sneaky, and when you finally figure it out, there's major hidden damage to repair.
1: And one common spot for that is under your toilet. A solution is next.
5: You live in a Money Pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by the Chamberlain MyQ Garage. If you forget to close your garage door, it alerts your smartphone so you can control it from anywhere. Works with most garage door openers. Discover smarter possibilities at Chamberlain.com
1: making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And
5: I'm Leslie Segretti.
1: Broadcasting today from the 2014 National Hardware Show in Las Vegas, Nevada. You can follow our coverage at Money Pit on Twitter with the hashtag Top Products NHS. So imagine waking up in the middle of the night to maybe take care of nature's call. When you take your seat, the toilet collapses and falls through the floor. And the worst part is that this wasn't a nightmare. It was real <laughs> because the gasket under the toilet had leaked and was probably doing so for
2: years. Well, there is a product on the market that can eliminate this scenario. And here to tell us about the perfect seal from Danko is Mark Ayers. Welcome, Mark.
8: Well, thank you. Thanks for having me on the show.
1: This is one thing you don't think about until it's too late. It's really quite a common problem problem. I spent 20 years as a professional home inspector, and one of the areas I would always check and inspect in any bathroom was the floor around the toilet. And it was amazing how many times you would find that very slow leak that was causing major structural damage that, by the way, is really hard to fix. Because you think about all the levels involved, pulling the toilet up, removing the tile floor, cutting out the subfloor, and maybe even repairing a rotted floor joist. This is not an inexpensive
8: problem. No, it's definitely not, and it's one that we see quite often, and you're absolutely right. Actually, the damage can even occur the very first time you actually put a new toilet in because you don't get that seal just right or Mm -hmm. you move the toilet around when you're actually positioning it on the floor. And so that's where this product is so great because it just bypasses every single bit of that.
2: Now, I know we're talking about toilet flanges and we're talking about seals. Let's back up a bit because I'm not sure that everybody may understand what a seal's purpose is for a toilet because, you know, I work for a hotel makeover show as well and I was inspecting a property and there were no seals on any of the toilets in the guest rooms. And in fact, I could take one finger and push the toilet completely back, and in some instances, water was coming right off the bottom. Right. So what is the purpose here besides leaks?
8: Sure. Well, it's going to keep out the sewer gas, and it's also going to provide a good watertight seal so that you don't get floor damage or other things like that. And so generally uh, in America, any toilet that you're going to put down, somebody's going to put some type of a wax ring or a seal down uh, in order to make sure that you get a good watertight seal around that floor.
1: Now, when you do put that seal in place, um, there are variables, right? The average uh, seal for a wax seal is about three quarters of an inch thick or so. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the uh, flange is uh, below the surface of the floor, especially if there was additional layers of mm-hmm. tile that were added. And I've seen people put two wax seals on top of each other to try to sort of make up that space. Then the wax ends up squishing into the pipe, and it, it, it blocks half of the waste pipe. And so then you get clogs and that sort of thing. Now, when you designed this new seal, how did you account for the variations uh, of the height of the floor?
8: Yeah, that's a that's a great question that you bring up, because it's very common, and in fact, If you go stand in front of an aisle to try and pick out a wax ring, even that can be confusing because to your point, there's the regular ring, the thick ring, the extra thick, the funnel, (laughs) the not the funnel. And so this is a universal fit product. And so whether the flange that you're going to set this on is an inch and a half below the floor or a half an inch above the floor, it really doesn't matter. It'll fit all toilet installations. And the way that it does that is because the wax is encapsulated in the special design of the product. And so if you need the additional height, as you mentioned earlier, you'll, you'll see people stack two rings mm-hmm. on top of each other. We've even seen them stack three rings on top of each other. Well, you have this extra extension. This It's a blue rubber piece that goes right on top of the regular mm-hmm. product, and that gets you the extra height. So it's a universal fit product. It'll fit any toilet installation. It's really, really simple.
1: Now you guys also have another product that is a replacement for the flange now the flange if you don't know is the part that really secures the toilet to the floor Um, it has slots for bolts that go up and you reach those bolts will reach into the toilet and hold it down in place but one of the problems with flanges is they break and again a very major expensive repair to make you guys have figured out how to completely eliminate that problem by designing a flange repair kit. How does that work?
8: Well, you're right. This is another common problem that we see a lot. And so if you get a wobbly toilet or it starts to leak, the the general reaction is, hey, no problem. I'll just go tighten down the bolts a little bit more, right? Mm -hmm. That's actually not always the right thing to do. Because you
2: can crack everything. You
8: actually crack the bolts underneath that are on that flange, so it makes it worse. So this product here really eliminates all that as well. All you really do, you don't have to dig out the flange under the floor, you don't have to call a plumber, you don't have to tear up your flooring, you don't have to do any of that. You take any ordinary wax ring, you place it on the bottom of the product, you set the whole thing on top of the pipe, and you just squish it down so you get a nice good seal it has a steel plate. The steel plate actually has toilet bolts built right into the steel plate. Right. They're cut at the so there's factory. There's no wobbling. There's no wobble. There's no nothing. You set your toilet down. You put your caps on. You're ready to go. It's really simple. We say you can't screw it up. You just screw it down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's good. You know, that's it's interesting, too, because those toilet bolts are always kind of tricky to get in place because it's a slot. Yeah. And it's hard to screw them down. And the other thing is that you don't necessarily feel how tight they are. And many folks will actually break their toilet bowls by tightening them too much we always say if it if it feels tight it's it's done i mean don't don't push it
8: yeah that won't happen here and it turns a two-person install into a one-person install because these bolts are already those upright exactly terrific where can we find more information mark well you can go to www
1: it's a perfect seal Com. Mark Ayers from Danko. Thank you so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Very interesting products. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
2: All right. Still to come, no more wrestling with tape measures. We'll tell you about a new laser distance measurer that's so easy to use. You just point and click, and you get your super accurate measurements.
1: The Money Pit continues from the 2014 National Hardware Show after this.
3: You live in the Money Pit.
5: The Money Pit is presented by Quick Crate Concrete and Cement Products. Quick Crate, what America's made of. Like us on Facebook and visit online at www.quickcrate.com for product information and easy step-by-step project videos.
1: This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And
2: I'm Leslie Segretti.
1: And we are at the 2014 National Hardware Show in Las Vegas, Nevada, broadcasting from the Top Products Pavilion, where we are featuring some of the best of the best new product innovations being introduced here at the National Hardware Show. You can follow along at Money Pit on Twitter with the hashtag Top NHS. Well, we're always looking for ways to make DIY easier, and one predicament many find themselves in is having to use a tape measure, particularly when you are by yourself, number one, and two, need to measure a really long distance like a room.
2: Wow, that sounds like my (laughs) (laughs) day-to-day. Well, Stanley Tools has a new product that will definitely make taking those measurements a lot easier. So here to talk about the new Stanley line of laser distance measurers is Andrew DeSilva. And Andrew, I think one of the things that impressed me about these new tools is that they're super affordable and they're really extremely easy to use. So can you tell us more about it?
9: Well, that was the whole point of the TLM-65. Traditionally, uh, laser distance measures tend to be very complicated. They almost look like calculators right. with True. a measure button on it. Uh, and they were, you know, typically very pricey as well. The uh, TLM-65 has a suggested retail price of fifty-nine ninety-nine, which is...
2: That's really affordable. Yeah, exactly.
9: Yeah, it's very close to your traditional long tape. You it know, sounds
1: it, like a secret weapon to the TLM-65.
2: Right, <laughs> <laughs> Well,
9: 65
1: is the distance at which it will measure. And that's amazing. And it does that within an eighth of an inch
9: of accuracy. Exactly. And it's extremely easy to use. You pick it up. It's got two buttons on it. One says measure. One says area, volume, or units. So... Uh, literally pick it up, turn it on, point to the location you want, and you
1: have your measurement instantaneously. And it's a real sharp laser light, so you know exactly what you're measuring, what surface is kind of coming back to the instrument and letting you know. So it's very, very quick, because I think in the past laser distance measurers have been somewhat more bulky mm-hmm. and also overly com- uh, complicated, because you're right. All you really want to know is distance, area, or volume. That's pretty much it for the most part. Exactly. Uh,
9: you know, the two-button design makes it super easy. So. Literally, your red button right on the face is measured. And with area, you take your length, your width, and volume, you do the same thing, length, width, height, and it Mm -hmm. gives it to you right there on the screen. And the measurements, as soon as you hit the button, it's actually within fractions of a second that it it calculates that distance. Yeah,
2: it does happen super fast. And I think... You know, a lot of the times when I'm out scouting a site for a makeover or for a design client, you know, everybody wants to know immediately, how much is it going to cost? What am I going to need? How much of that do I need? And you're like, uh, you know, trying to mentally figure it out. But with the measurer, I can really just sort of figure out quickly how much flooring I'm going to need, how much paint it's going to take to do the room, how much of a wall covering. And that's hugely helpful to just sort of give a quick estimate until I can actually sit down and figure out the formulaic response of this is how many dollars it's going to cost.
9: Yeah, exactly. It's hugely helpful helpful with applications like that, especially paint, uh, tile, all that, all those flooring applications, those right. wall applications, they're, it's hugely beneficial. You know, I, I did uh, my house, I did my kitchen and I literally took the length and width and went to Home Depot with my square footage. So, there it was.
2: Yeah. yeah. And how'd you do, were you pretty close? Oh, it was dead on.
9: Literally. Yeah, I, mean, I it's I, so great. I did my 5% you know, just kind of buffer space, and I still had all that tile left over. So <laughs> it was nice to get a little money back at the end.
1: <laughs> That's good. Now, is this product on the market right now? Can we find it in stores today? Yes, you can.
9: So uh, TLM65 is available. uh so a retail price of $59.99. And uh, it
1: will be available at your local hardware stores uh, and hopefully some of the big ones as well. The product is called the TLM65. Andrew DaSilva, thank you so much for stopping by the Money Pit. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. We've been broadcasting from the 2014 National Hardware Show. Coming up next time on the Money Pit, Memorial Day weekend is right around the corner. Time for big backyard blowouts to mark the beginning of summer entertaining season. We'll have tips to help you get those spaces ready.